0: on air is live whenever you're ready, Tom. Narwhals.
1: Go back. Oh, just, okay. Go back oh, to I'm the really Canadian ready. Labatt Blue Hovel you crawled out of. I will I'll enjoy it. Back in the day, when people used cassettes, there was an A-side and a B-side. Now, aside from the homage to Tom's age, we got into yet another good discussion, which was completely unrelated to the topic at hand. Imagine that. So much so that we decided to turn it into another B-side. Enjoy this additional content, and keep an eye out for our next episode. Cheers.
2: Uh,
0: so, actually, we we host an event called Pubology at ULC, and uh, we had a PhD student at U of M today who works in kind of like what we might call cyber ethics, and uh, she presented <laughs> on the ethics of censorship, uh, and it was it was actually fascinating conversation she uh she's from china and she she moved here from china and so she of course talks about how the chinese government censors the internet over there that that you just like there's sites you can't use and if you say stuff like you can get imprisoned if you speak against the government blah 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 blah. uh and then of course you know we, we had people that were pretty curious about this topic uh because they feel that uh, corporations like Facebook or Twitter uh, are censoring voices that they don't like. Uh, in particular, typically, it's conservative voices, but that they feel that you know, Facebook and Twitter are doing that. And, and so it got into this question of like, well, what's the ethics of censorship? And so I'd be curious to, to flip that your guys way and like, like, who does that fall back on? So like, and, and let me like just set the table a little bit more, like there's some things I think we'd all agree that we want censored. Right, like, like we like, there's like horrific things I wouldn't say, like like seeing a kid be abused or something like that. Like right, like that obscene
1: sh- hate speech.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, so that's interesting though, ja. Like, actually, I feel like you went somewhere I, maybe some people wouldn't go. So, okay. so I think like that's where maybe there's the conversation is like so there's like like something terrible, like someone abusing an animal or a child or something like that. That like I think any decent human being in the entire world would be like that shouldn't be on there. Um, but then like, what's the limit? So is, is hate speech something that should be censored? But then the question becomes who defines what hate speech is? Yeah. And, and even if, and even if you did, don't we live in a country of free speech where it's like, you should be able to say that.
1: Yeah. But I feel like that sort of goes in hand with a lot of the arguments with the second amendment, or, or for the second amendment, right? Like we are very pro weapon. You know what I mean? But I feel like a lot of times the 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 groups or individuals that are highly pro Second Amendment are ones that want to legalize the harm of another. You know what I mean? I feel like with 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 pro First Amendment speech rights, all that kind of stuff, is we just want a, a a unilateral equity when it comes to speech and that kind of thing. Um, I'm I'm okay with censorship when it comes to the potential for violence or, or re-traumatization or re-harm um, that is substantiated by either the status quo or, I mean, the Well, the then let me ask you, who do you think
0: should enforce that, though? Uh, so, also, I'm not so, sure I agree with you, but... Okay,
2: so I want to answer this because the media was set up and it's often been called the fourth estate okay they've been called the watchdog of our three branches of government they're there to report and that's why we ha- they have access to different things that are happening within that right mm-hmm. one of the dangers and you've heard me talk about this on on this podcast before one of the dangers of of opinion media and i will put fox and cnn who are both clearly slanted one way or the other as really dangerous for that because they start taking things out of context or only reporting certain things that, that play to their narrative. Right. When we, when the FCC set up ABC and NBC and CBS, it was so that we could have just reporting of the facts. Right. Now the problem with Twitter and and Facebook is that they are pulling things down and truly censoring and saying, you can't see this. Right. Whereas the media says, politicians said this, this is why they're wrong. And it doesn't hide what they're saying. It then explains and points to other facts and and things like that. And the difference with what we see on Fox and CNN is they don't do that anymore. They either propagate it or, you know, don't even report it. But if like, if
0: like, take like QAnon, which has had real world consequences, like, Facebook no longer allows QAnon groups to exist because it's a lot, you know, I mean, it's a conspiracy theory that's just total BS and has led to acts of violence within our country. Um no. And so it's like, but it's not actually illegal. Like you can talk about a conspiracy theory all you want. Like, no, but,
1: but that, that was going to be the example I was going to bring up. Right. Yeah. It's like, if QAnon is the type of, if, if a conspiracy theory leads to the widespread, Dissemination of of lies that could cause violence or harm on a on a broad based level, then it should be censored because it's not healthy and it's toxic. So, so, th- but the question then is: is
2: we're always in degrees. Like you just said, things That's like thing. widespread violence. Well, what's widespread?
1: Is it one person that got hurt? Is it five? Is it a hundred? And then okay, you- for example, if we have if I mean if we have a president of a country that is endorsing a conspiracy theorist mindset that this is hypothetical, right? <laughs> this isn't real. None of this is happening right now that would inhibit a peaceful transition of power governmentally. Like, I don't understand why that's an issue yeah, to, you to, pretend- to censor that.
0: But what if like, but see, the thing is, like all that does though is lead people to be like, well, what don't they want us to know? Right. Like, like, because that isn't crazy. Like China would say to their people, like, Hey, uh, Taiwan is, is not an independent nation. They shouldn't have their own democracy. They shouldn't operate the way that they do. And, and so don't listen to anything that says otherwise and anything that does say otherwise, we're going to silence that. Like, so it's like, it depends who's in power. That's going to dictate what is a crazy voice. You, you know what I'm saying? So like, that's like, that's a, I I, a I do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do. But there's a difference between bias and f- like historical or factual errancy. I mean,
0: I agree, but it's hard to determine who's gonna like who decides what that is. Okay, like, so that's for example,
1: thing. if you've got a bunch of people saying, "Hey, Thanksgiving historically was like jacked up and inaccurate," right? Um, yeah. And then someone says, "No, no, 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 no! That's a conspiracy conspiracy theory that has been created to undermine American democracy." You're saying that we should give equal voice to the preposterous or the historically factual. Dude, I'm saying
0: I don't know who would control that and who would rightly control that. Okay. Like, is uh, it, like, is what it, I'm,
3: go ahead. I was just is this? Is it okay? Like, I mean, this is maybe a little bit of an aside, but like, is it okay for Facebook to control that through the fact checker fact checkers that they choose because it's a independently owned or a privately what? owned? But like that well, platform. But
2: but we we let that happen with Fox and CNN. That's
3: I don't thing, know right? why they're
2: not being hauled in front of Congress like like facebook is well because that's the
0: thing like you see like there's been this big kind of not i don't know how big it is but there's been this somewhat conservative exodus from facebook onto whatever this weird social media thing oh, is yeah, yeah. parlor or something right Parler. like you guys see yep. that like that's fine say every conservative person does that like then all you end up having is two echo chambers all you have is fox and cnn in the social media world
2: our very first episode was talking about that. It's going right. to happen.
3: I, I mean, I, I like part of me is like it's going to happen.
2: So, so let go back to like the 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 primary statement that we all hang our hats on when it comes to to the First Amendment of like you can't you can't yell fire in a in a movie theater, right? Like that's something you can't say that needs to be censored, right? Is that any different than our president saying? maybe drinking bleach will cure COVID.
1: So maybe a better way to understand it is not censored, but regulated. Uh, Like I I would be all for a panel of actual experts or historians or people that they're going to have, they're going to have personal bias. We all do. But I would at least like a panel or some entity with academic rigor or academic integrity to then be the ones to say, this is either a a violation of free speech because it's, it's built on falsehood or it just fits into a particular bias. Cause I'm okay. If people want to like spread information that fits into a bias, what I'm not okay with is like actual lying or, or, or absconding from the truth or historical well, reality.
3: But I don't, I think I, I will say like, I don't think you're necessarily seeing like, I don't think you're necessarily just seeing lies being censored right now. Like for example, like if you would go post on seen examples of people posting on Facebook not saying like COVID-19 isn't real. That's not what they're saying. They're questioning like hey, are lockdown orders the best way to handle this? And and that's being like fact-checked and and like treated as as a as falsehood on Facebook right now. Right. And, and so like, where's, where's the, where do we draw the line on, on this kind of thing? Um Yeah. It, I think becomes the, the challenge because like right now, like clearly, clearly different platforms have shown that like they have, they have their biases in terms of, of what things are okay to say and what things are not.
2: Well, and I think, these different platforms like Twitter and Parler and you know whatever are still largely unregulated and that's probably the question or or the problem here because the FCC regulates our, 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 our news channels and you know they have competition amongst each other to actually bring the news but then when we loosened it up to allow cable news in and private entities to do the news now that loosens it up to have this and we don't we don't have any regulatory bodies for for Twitter and, and 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 Facebook well that's the thing the second you
0: have a regulatory body that's instantly government control over free speech right so like if the government becomes the regulatory <laughs> body we're literally the same thing as China yep yeah so it's like an impossible situation like
1: so is there uh, not an I mean, avenue for extra governmental oversight we have well, that all over the place it a bit but when it comes to speech that would be a violation of the second amendment so of course first, but, yeah, I mean, the violation of first amendment excuse but, me yeah i'm, I'm sorry but the, the first amendment this is the same i don't want to get into the weeds on this but i i, I this is a, a bastardization of the original amendments Okay, like the Second Amendment was because we were literally living through a revolution in which people might need to take up arms to overthrow British tyranny. All right. Like the First Amendment in a similar vein. So when it comes to opinion or disagreement politically, religiously, scientifically, like these are things I think we've elevated beyond what their original intent was. And then we've sort of I mean put them onto this pedestal that they were never intended to be set on.
0: I don't know, man. Like free speech is really, really important. Like, and like, so, so I, like even, I, know, I agree, like, but
1: like, I don't, I don't agree that just flat out lies are protected by free speech. Because if that's the case, if that's the case, then none of us should have a qualms with half the shit that,
0: Oh, oh boy. Look at you, buddy. That D e is going on this episode.
1: Yep. None of us should have half the qualms or any qualms at all with what President Trump has said that's factually incorrect because it's free speech. He can no, say I absolutely
0: can have qualms with it. I can have qualms with so, it. We as no a society regulation. can have qualms with it. We can't regulate it. Or we can regulate it because he's a public official, but you can't well, regulate me saying
3: something. Who gets to regulate it is that's the question. Should I mean like, regulate like Because obviously like- A a private, a private company can regulate it. Facebook can say like, yeah, this is not true. Twitter can say this is not true. Right. Um, Like they can have their, their fact check disclaimer. The question is, is like, is it appropriate for the government to regulate it?
1: I personally, I would say I am totally okay with government regulated fact checking, fact checking and um regulate and um, in fact regulation to, as to long what, as it's corroborated by independent panels of experts
2: but to what to what level though for things that come out of politicians mouth to things that are printed to things that are that are posted to things that are said out loud at a at a
1: wedding speech i mean what what's but, but see this is this is the thing right like if if you run your mouth in a wedding speech what is the extent of the of the change that can happen as a result or, or the it... wave of impact not a whole lot if well, we have I... a, a publicly affected a publicly elected official who is spewing lies the the wave of impact and effect can be so broad sweeping that it actually undermines attempts by actual experts in their fields
2: well, no, I disagree with that because okay, we use wedding speech, but like, let's just say it's me and a group of my, my ten friends, and I'm spewing a bunch of stuff about what I believe here and there. Okay, we don't do that unless we're all wearing pointy white hats. Then it becomes a problem,
3: right? I mean, the lie in there was that you have ten friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 man Marcus, we Where don't even the fact checkers each other. on this. As Why an eleven-year-old
1: would say burn? Yeah, burn,
0: dude. So, but here's the thing. What if, Josh, this episode, like you said, like, hey, you know, Thanksgiving, the Pilgrims killed everyone. Um, like, dude, I know that's not one hundred percent true. Like, I don't know enough to be able to actually fight you on it. This episode, the but it's just not
1: diseases that were. Well, unknown that's true. To everyone knows
0: that. That's different than being like there was no actual Thanksgiving between the Pilgrims and and the Native Americans. Like, there wasn't. Okay, see, let's say expert historian comes in and says like who works for the government not comes expert in and historian
1: says, a a collective or a panel okay. or a group of expert historians Fine.
0: panel of expert historians come in and say josh is an idiot this actually happened we have documentation of it this episode is removed you want to live in that world i don't
1: you mean like, like that that's me PGP? Is... what this episode of pgp yeah there, yeah I, I don't know I, I just can't i'm I'm personally tired of a freewheeling uh freedom of speech covers everything which actually fosters the spread of 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 untruths and misinformation I mean
3: I do think i I think that's what? like like where is the where is the line between like acknowledging like misinformation is dangerous mm-hmm but regulating speech is also dangerous. That's exactly well, right. Okay, like, so, that's
1: then, the, so, that's so the let's,
2: like,
1: man, let's turn the mirror in on ourselves. This is Pine Class Preachers. We now have three pastors on this call, right? Is. is this not what our church body attempts to do? We try to be the regulators of scriptural truth and doctrine, right? And yeah. we're like, so, so if we're gonna turn this in on ourselves, like we, the three of us, are constantly beefing with some people within our own tribe who would say yeah. that they have the end all be all like they are the regulators of doctrinal truth and scriptural right. purity. Right. And we're, and I'm, like on the one hand we're, we're disgusted by it because we're like, you're so arrogant. How can you say that? But on the other hand, we're like, okay with it because we, we we want to regulate these other church bodies in our opinion that we deem to be say heterodox or, or unorthodox right. in, 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 you know what I mean? some aspect yeah yeah right so So it does if we're willing to apply the same lens on a sociopolitical, uh you know level then we've got to be able to apply the same lens uh spiritually or faithfully or lutheranly whatever how you want to say it and i don't think any of us would be willing to say that that we'd be willing to allow unregulated freedom of speech when it comes to theology like we just wouldn't do that because we would say that there are experts Yeah. Three of us or others who have done the research, who have said, no, I've read the scriptures. I know the uh, original languages. I've done my homework. This is simply untrue. Right. I agree.
3: Yeah, I mean, I do think, I do think like, are you going to go so far down the postmodern rabbit hole to say like consensus on what is factual and true cannot be arrived at? Or are you going to say like, you know, if we get the right number of people at the table, we can come up with a certain level of consensus that this is untrue and we should acknowledge that.
2: That doesn't work though either.
0: So I think Josh, your point about like how this functions in our church body is well taken. Like, I, I think you're right. Like I, I would not want, you know, slow mo Jim coming off the street and being like this is what god says he is now and lcms all get in line with it like i'm gonna be like dude that guy needs to be shut down like he's wrong you know um and yet we of course do have a certain level of breadth even within our denomination which is quite narrow but there's still a certain level of breadth of, of difference between us all um even between the three of us who are quite similar but so then does that same sort of logic apply to a nation state? Does it apply to society at large? And that's where I, I guess I struggle with that because we live in an inherently pluralistic society by design, you know? So, so if this was Christendom, then like, yeah, let's regulate it, you know? But like, it's not. And so how do we, how do we avoid the voice, like the, the dictatorship of the majority? Like but, the minority voices should always be allowed to rise,
1: but, but see, that's, that's precisely the point that simply doesn't exist in our system. And it never has national, what do
0: you mean? Doesn't exist, Like, what, what doesn't exist.
1: So we've never allowed a minority voice to actually rise to any kind of eminence or, or, or ability to influence anything.
0: I will say, I would disagree with that. Like, I mean, I, it's, so when I say minority, I'm not talking like racial minority, right? Like, like I'm like ideological minority. Okay. Like that for sure has happened. Like abolition, like no one was an abolitionist for a while. And then people became abolitionists, civil rights, no one backed civil rights for a while. Then people backed civil rights. Like, so that happens all the
1: time. But it still remained a minority and didn't actually achieve any large scale change.
0: You it. Th- there's no longer slaves. It did achieve large scale change. What are I you mean, talking about?
1: We, we can get into the nuance of this uh, as we have in the past. However, there's a nuance in, to whether w- or women, not people are allowed to be bought and sold. Like, what are you talking about? There's not nuance there. Women can vote. By and large, by and large, we yeah. have not deviated from a white dominant system since the beginning of the country. Like, we haven't. Yeah, but Josh, okay,
0: like, okay, but like legally that has changed. Like, women can vote. Black people are not allowed to be owned. Like that, like that has actually changed. Yeah. And that started as minority voices that became majority voices. Sure. Well, I don't like that. doesn't seem zero. I'm saying sure, but it hasn't me.
1: shifted. It has not shifted on a massive scale. This, this transition from a previously dominant narrative that continues to be the dominant narrative to a new narrative of of actual equity and power Uh, sharing. That's fine.
0: But, like, what I'm saying is, like, but legal structures have changed. Like, that's demonstrable. So... In some ways, but
1: in other ways, it hasn't changed. Like, we moved, like, literally, if we look at history, we moved from actual enslavement to the convict lease system, which still enslaved primarily black individuals in this country it wasn't legalized in the sense of hey this is three fifths of a human being law but it actually did inhibit any kind of demonstrable change or progress for non-white communities right like we still have these examples that conti- that by 2050 or not even 2050 right now in 2020 the net wealth of black america is zero zero So, like, when we talk about, okay, you're no longer enslaved, but you're still subjugated to a system that doesn't allow upward progress in the same way that the majority or the dominant narrative has said is possible or achievable. So, like, it's just shape-shifted. That's the thing. I Like,
0: dude, I don't know that I – fine. I – I just don't think that's the same thing of what I'm trying to say. Like I minority voices end up becoming majority voices. Like that does happen.
1: But it I uh, see I well, would I would say that it that hasn't happened. So you're the saying majority voice per, I mean within this specific context is still predominantly white and male.
2: So get off this and let's talk about women voting.
1: Okay. Women are still voting. They still earn less than men statistically. Like they don't have the same opportunities for upward mobility statistically. So they can vote great, but has it actually achieved an equitable representation? No. So like we can say that some change has happened. Josh, it's getting there. It's getting there.
2: So yeah, now, yeah, they have because like, they like, only, they like only absurd, made 20 cents Josh, on the dock. Like, it's 1920. Now they
1: made that's 80 the thing. Cents. It's not absurd. That's 60 cents more, man. Like it's a it's an obvious change. Like I like, I like in, in some 19, ways, in 19, some ways yes. Okay. In some ways, yes. But like the underlying reality has not changed as much as you guys would argue that it has.
2: No, we're not ar- like we're no not- one is arguing that.
0: We're just saying, like. Something that wasn't legal before is legal now. Something that people weren't allowed to do before, they're allowed to do now.
1: Okay, so we look at the criminal justice system. Uh, We moved from legalized like lynchings and legalized murder of non-white individuals to now we have a insanely disproportionate amount of non-white individuals who are incarcerated for minor crimes that don't equitably match up with crimes committed by white individuals, right? So, like, it's no longer legal to lynch people, and yet it is legalized to incarcerate people at a highly disproportionate rate. So, like, once it's it's simply shape-shifted, it hasn't been eliminated or dismantled, and this is the sheep the the wool that we've allowed to be covered over our eyes that we've said hey we've made this large scale change we're progressing we're in the right direction yes in some ways we certainly are but by and large the system itself continues to operate as it always has
2: and i don't think okay we're arguing so then
0: that. like let's do this the fact that you're saying that though is part of the fact that you have free speech let's say someone doesn't want you saying that anymore they're like so we
1: okay so let's the, the,
0: what the way josh like let's bring it back to speech because like i
1: yeah no that no that's totally fine right so right? T- to be fair to the argument so we should and in, in terms of free speech we should be okay with uh racial epithets like we should be okay anyone like it, it's it's okay right we we don't want any regulation so if people want to walk around dropping the N-bomb or calling people migrating from Mexico, you know, like the the, the racialized epithets that we've heard time and time again, uh, Chinese immigrants, whatever, right? We're yeah. okay with that. That's That should be protected because it's free speech. It shouldn't be regulated whatsoever so, because we're on a slippery slope then to where wait. then we have to regulate everything.
0: Should it be protected legally or should they be allowed to say whatever they want? Like those are two different things.
1: Like I would say it should not be protected legally. Like, if you want to use racialized epithets, there should be some kind of consequence to that.
0: Legal consequence.
1: I'm down with that.
0: That's what you're saying. Okay. I
1: I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, because it it once again propagates and perpetuates a system that negatively and disproportionately affects non-white individuals. Okay. From a narrative perspective and a policy. So you
0: like like Big Brother. So you like thought 1984 was a good book
1: and like we should go for it and... No, but the, the, I would like a more equitable system in terms of regulation.
0: Yeah, so, like, let's, you know, that worked really well in Soviet Russia and Cuba. Okay, so, for and, example, like,
1: for example, for example, you got the Proud Boys, right? We're going to protect them with free speech. They can literally, like, in your home state, Michigan, they can do whatever they want on the steps of the, um, what is it, the governor or, I don't know, state, capital, whatever State capital, want, sure. Right? So, they can do whatever they want what adverse effects actually fell down upon the proud boys or other groups like that militias that, that militarily and violently took those steps. What actually happened to them? Was anyone shot? Was anyone really arrested? Was there a public outcry about their actions? Was there disdain publicly? Was there any regulation on their behavior? No. Right. Like fine. But like,
0: I feel like you're missing the point. Like you're still suggesting we regulate someone's speech. Like, do I think there's a unfair way in which how black people protest and how white people protest are treated? Sure. Uh, That's a problem because free speech should be protected for everybody.
1: I'm just saying the the way that consequences are doled out per free speech different and or maybe not fair that's a different conversation that's fine that's a different conversation but there's still regulation that exists within the doling out of whatever consequences come as a result of free speech so then
0: anyone who believes in free speech should say dude you should not you know treat black people who are exercising their right of free speech differently than you treat white people who exercise their right of free speech but that's not the way the the system has
1: either been one has been created and two is still undergirded and that's the problem. If we're gonna, I, I'm for regulation. If it's going to be equitable, the way that regulation happens is completely and totally factually like lopsided. Yeah. So there actually is regulation of speech as it currently stands. However, the way that it's that that it's engaged with, either if it's tolerated, if it's uh, legislated against, if there's consequences doled out, is not actually a, a, or like an, an equitable or a fair thing but it exists okay regulation exists that's the thing it does and there are regulation real life of free
0: speech exists you have a real life example of someone uh receiving a legal consequence because of something they said that was it because of what they said they faced a legal consequence
1: so uh yeah Okay. So you've got protests from around the country, and I'm, I'm going to – I mean this is – this should be obvious to us. You have actual political protests where you have uh, – predom- let's just say predominant groups of people of color who are protesting and saying things out loud. They are contrary to the police, contrary to law enforcement, contrary to legislation, et cetera, who then are actually arrested. So legal consequences being yep. incarcerated as a result. But, and, then and then you the have groups. What's the charge? What's the charge? Oh, I could, dude, if you really want to get in the nuts and bolts, there are some bogus charges that have yes. been leveled against. Okay. So here in Chattanooga, right? You've got mm-hmm. people who are protested, who are, who are protesting. I'm sorry. And they yep. get hit with like racketeering charges. They get hit yep. with. Yeah. And they're not the white protesters is what I'm trying to no, tell you. Yeah. And Josh, the,
2: hundred percent agree that that happens, right? Which but is the charge that
1: already exists.
2: Yes, agree that that is a form of regulation. But Gabe's point is that when they're standing in front of the judge, the charge is not. They said a mean thing about a police officer. Exactly. They said the That's f word. Point. They did not say the charge is racketeering or destruction which of property, came, which
1: came as a result of saying yes. Like, Yes, I, I, I won't bleep this. No. So if someone is standing in front of a wall of riot geared filled police and says F you and those police decide to arrest you yep. in a prejudiced way. And then you stand by the, before the judge, your charge is not going to be saying F you to the police. It's going to be between uh, – it's going to be because of a potentially, like, misconstrued charge of, like, assaulting an officer, which disproportionately is not equivalent across racialized lines. That's what I'm saying. I'm, and but that's clean, fine. Like, we no one disagrees with you on, you on that. But that's what I'm, fine. No, but what I'm saying is, is that if we don't have actual regulation, equitable regulation across racial boundaries – so why would you think that that
0: regulating someone's speech is going to end up being equitable? It because probably we, then ends if, up adversely affecting people of color. No, like, because it, it if makes they, it we're worse. Truly,
1: if we were truly equitable in our regulation of speech, then there would no longer be. If we were, tr- and I'm talking like theoretical equity here, if yeah. we were truly equitable about the about the legislation against freedom of speech, in some ways, there would be there would not be a disproportionate. Um, amount of people of color. Yeah, you'd have you'd have a white guy standing in court getting racketeering charges. Right. So that's but all it, I'm saying is like, why can't we in? Why can't we act if we're going to have regulation of speech, which currently exists disproportionately? Why can't we have regulation of speech that exists proportionally and equitably? Is there
3: is there a solution that would actually be like deregulating speech? Like to it to ensure that the person who stands in front of the the line of police officers with what with riot gear is not charged with some bogus charge, right? right. Like, is the is the answer regulating more speech or deregulating speech that currently is regulated?
2: No, because that's a system we have. It's supposed to be right. we can do whatever we want. We can burn a flag. We can, you know. But there are certain things that we have said that we have come together as a community. You can't, you can't yell fire in a, you can't show porn out on ABC. You can't do that. But, but, but then we get to degrees and then we get into problems. What,
1: to what Josh is talking no, about. It's the system, right? Because we had plenty of clan members who were covered by freedom of speech, right? Whose actions were covered under the freedom of speech, right? That they were able to do like actually harm other human beings, that was covered under their freedom of speech, which was unregulated. There was a deregulation or an intentional unregulation of that speech versus a regulation of an alternative narrative that would undermine the dominant narrative. So yeah, Marcus, I agree with you. If we could deregulate everything, that'd be great. Unfortunately, we live in a system that doesn't allow an a true deregulation or even a true regulation. It's it's still a skewed and lopsided um, you know, a, a approach and mentality and, and regulation that exists, and and until we can actually get to the root of that, then neither of these options are actually going to be successful or even plausible.
3: So, in some regard, if if we're going to have either a deregulation or regulation, it has to be intentionally equitable. Has to be like that. That should be obvious.
1: Has to be, but that's going to be that's the challenge, right? Is to say that we're willing to, we're willing to allow, like this was the one, like we'd be, we we would be willing to allow the speech of Malcolm X to be elevated to the same level of acceptance as a speech of Martin Luther King Jr.
0: All right, friends. Uh, so you've heard from Josh that he's a, uh, Pinko commie, neo-Marxist, 100%. who wants to eat your children. Uh, and you've heard from me, who's a freedom-loving American. Uh, and uh, so we would love to hear from you. 612-208-6258. We hope you've enjoyed this B-side. Uh, we know, as usual, we leave things unresolved, but uh, I think this has been a very potent discussion. Uh, so we'll let you go. Uh, but thanks for tuning in to this B-side.